But what I have done an exceptional job of is building relational trust with a lot of people that now look at me and trust me because they know what I'm about. I do what I say and they're willing and, and I and I stand for something, right? That most people are not willing to stand for. And that's been that's been the biggest propeller. Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. All right, three full listeners, uh, really excited today. Uh, we've got an awesome guest with us today, uh, somebody I've, I've really uh, looked up to and, and uh, trying to kind of follow in his footsteps. But Ellis Hammond is joining us today. Um, Ellis, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for your time. What's up, Lee? Great to be here, man. Yeah, great to have you. Let me uh, read a quick uh, background on Ellis and then, and then we'll kind of dive in and let Ellis give us more information on how, how he got started in real estate. So Ellis uh, spent the last six years building Christian communities on college campuses across San Diego. Uh, he's been an evangelist for his cause, raising nearly $200,000 and launching faithful Christians in the world of business and ministry. Uh, he's also a successful real estate investor who began investing in real estate three years ago uh, with the goal of creating more passive income to support his family. Quickly found himself investing in bigger deals and syndicating large multifamily apartment complexes. Uh, he's the founder of EllisHammond.com. He manages uh, a, a private network of investors seeking passive investment opportunities in multifamily syndication across the United States. Uh, he's also got Kingdom Capitalist going. Uh, it came about through Ellis's desire to see more Christian business leaders take up the call of making an impact for the kingdom of God through the ministry of their work. Ellis, I, I, I love that kind of mission statement that, that's um, right in line with what we're trying to do here at Threefold Real Estate Investing. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll kind of get into that. But Ellis, could you get us, um, take us back to, you know, what you were doing before you got into real estate and, and how you got into real estate? Yeah, well, I mean, thanks for reading that bio, man. I mean, we we could have just talked about it too, but I, I appreciate you, you sure. spotlighting that. Um, yeah, I was a former, which I think you said would be really helpful for your audience, just to see, like, man, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And here's a cool thing, man. Listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm showing this to be like, hey, if I can get here in this an award like this, it's even too heavy. Like, I just got this really big hunky award. It has something about That's like wild looking, yeah. uh, the multi-family investor award. Listen, 12 months ago, dude, I was a full-time missionary. I was raising 100% of our funds to live, to support my family. Yeah. Um, two and a half years ago, I had no idea about real estate investing. I had no idea how to go and build and create wealth. And um, so it was like, man, you know, especially as another man of faith, like when God calls you to something, like he's going to supply all that you mm. need for that mission. And I just totally, I totally believe that I've seen that in my own life. I mean, so we were building we were building a college ministry for the past six years or yeah, past six years. And we started investing in real estate really the last two years of that. And, um, and just kind of began to find ourselves doing bigger deals and really realizing like, man, we, we want to be on this side of the, of the equation, right? The capital yeah. side of things. And um, so we started with the duplex was our first deal and then ended up getting into the world of multifamily syndication. Really well, you, was it something like a, like a campus crusade for Christ yeah. that you were doing? Similar, man. Yeah. It was called okay, campus so, outreach. Exactly. Okay, 
Awesome. Yep. And so you say, you know, you're doing that for, you were doing that for six years, for four years, had no idea about real estate. What, Zero. what got you? I mean, what started that? What was kind of the, the light? Yeah, I should story a lot, man. Cause it was, a, it was a turning point for me. It really was. There was a moment I remember up because up to that point, man, I, I was okay to not have capital. I was okay. Like I just thought yeah. I was in my sweet spot. We're using our time as our ministry. It was our greatest, you know, point of impact. And so sure. we were f- happy with that. But about four years in, our ministry began to grow. We had about 15 staff. And again, we were fully funded by, by support raising. And each one of us were doing that. And he, one of our guys came to me one day and typically a pretty upbeat guy and a guy that I really loved. And, um, you know, but had also was kind of had trusted me and our exec team, you know, to really lead him in this season. And he came to me and said, Ellis, I don't have enough money, money this month to buy groceries. Wow. And. Dude, that was like a transformative moment for me in my journey because up to that point, I thought I'm okay to not have much capital. And -hmm. it was in that moment where I realized I am not being, I'm not a good, I'm being a terrible steward of the resources that God's given me, meaning my mind, my talents, my entrepreneurial abilities, because I'm having to rely on everyone else to provide capital, which means I don't have any capital to really provide for anybody else. And so that was when I was like, man, we want to go figure out ways to really build vehicles that create wealth that can influence others as well. And not just our time. And so that was a huge turning point for me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the turning point. Um, and, and yeah, what, what, what kind of a, you know, an incredible moment um, that, that I think God set up there, but else I, I think what's interesting, just knowing your story um, you know, other people could have had that, had that moment and, and certainly it would have been impactful for them and they, they could have went a different route. They could have said, Hey, I got to get back on the horse and, and do a better job of raising money. I got to support this person. But it seems like to me, it seems pretty obvious by this point, uh, how far you've gone that God, you know, God created you to be an entrepreneur. So I think just the way you responded, that was because of the way God created you to say, Hey, Ellis, like I've given you some tools that you aren't using. Yeah. So it, you, you kind of decide, you know, what do you, you kind of dip your toes in the water and then just as you're getting into real estate, you kind of realize like, okay, yeah, God, God gifted me. And, and just, I think God provided you with a passion for this. So tell us a little bit about that. Just like, okay, maybe God is calling me to something a little different. Um, and and what did that yeah, look like? Yeah, I mean, I never would have thought, man, I was like, I just remember praying in college, like I, I'm, I'm destined to be a, a missionary. I just, because yeah. here's the thing, man, I thought, and I think this will be really big for your listeners. I thought the best way to, I, dude, and I'm still this way. I just want the best way to steward the gifts that God has given me and to live for him. I used to think the the best way to do it was being a missionary. So, dude, yeah. that's what I did. Like, I remember as a missionary, when you know, as soon as I got on the mission field, I was like, "Best way for me to serve God right now is be single for the next eighteen months." And that's what I did. I just was like, "I'm I'm I'm all in." Yeah. And but again, my misconception was that the best way to serve God was being the world of nonprofit or missionary. And dude, that's just not the case. Like, um, well, at least when not I begin, for you. Well, for sure, Wait, but so for maybe me, it is for somebody. A hundred percent. But the yeah. point is what I'm trying to make in general is that we think, okay, there's a hierarchy to right. yep. the way we can, you know, live for God in his kingdom. Yeah. And, and, and again, like there are those who are gifted in the world of entrepreneurship or business or whatever yeah. it is, man, like you're an artist and any of these things, or you're a mom. Right. And so yeah. to think that those are lesser than was the real lie that I believe for so long. Yeah. 
And I would just say, man, like the impact we're able to have on the world of real estate, we've created a mastermind now with over 30 members where we're bringing together some of the most brilliant minds in the world of commercial real estate. We've created a community where now we're encouraging, inspiring others to live for God in our business. Dude, I have a podcast show that has over 500 unique listeners every single week that Mm -hmm. listen to this message. Dude, I've been on a hundred podcast shows and got to share my story and the purpose of what we're doing with right. probably at this point, tens of thousands of listeners. Like again, man, this is, and I don't say all that to boast. I say all that to say, like, I just stepped out in faith and said, all right, God, I thought this was the best way. And now, now I think it's, and now it seems like this is where you're leading. Let's go. I'm all in. Yeah. And man, he's just blessed that. Yeah, bless that and probably blown away your yeah. your greatest expectations of what it could have turned into. 100%. I mean, the amount of people you've reached compared to, you know, what maybe you could have just done on one college campus. Yeah. Now you're across I laugh, the I joke, I joke with, you know, my, my, my old ministry friends. I'm like, hey, you know, you guys are pulling teeth to get college students to come to your Bible study. And I have people paying me <laughs> to come into our group. To come to your real so, estate Bible study. Exactly, exactly, man. Awesome. So it's just, it's, it's funny how, how things have switched. Yeah, it's really cool. And then the other cool thing, um, else I think what you and I probably both really like about the multifamily side, the apartment syndication side specifically, is you talk about, you know, just getting your message out and impacting people that way. But it's so cool about um, apartment syndication that the people that invest with you, and, and maybe a lot of them are Christians that invest with you, you're able to, you know, multiply their capital and then how much more good can they do in this world with having more capital you know go back to your example of you know people being able to bless somebody that's on a college campus that can't you know provide groceries for his family now these people you know maybe they're investing with you they're they're being a good steward of their capital yeah you know they multiply that and now they can they can benefit somebody that is in the mission field yeah so there's that arm right where we're helping people I guess, maximize their, their dollars for, for, for kingdom impact. But I'll also say like a lot of times when we think about our investing dollars or dollars in general, we have like the 90, 10 split, like, Hey, okay. You're helping me maximize that 10%, right. That I can give. And yet this 90% is like, it's over here growing, it's multiplying. But, and I, and I just, I'm so passionate about this. Like when we come before God, it's not going to be, he's not going to be like, well, Ellis, let me see your 10%. Like, what did you do with that? He's going to say, let me see your hundred percent and all of your resources. And what I want to help people see is that because it's really a lack of education or a lack of like awareness of what's out there. It's not your fault. It's the message we've been told and shown and taught by financial advisors and Wall Street for so long is that we have to sacrifice spiritual impact for financial returns. Mm -hmm. This is just not true. And so the way we think about our money is like, okay, we have our investing dollars at 90 and our giving dollars at 10. And so that means our 90 is just focused on growing and multiplying. And there really is no significant impact with that. I'm like, that's actually terrible theology. It's terrible, Mm -hmm. you know, doxology. It's because it's it's just um, the uh, the reality is, is that we can use that that ninety percent to grow to focus on multiply all the things we want and yet still be invested in vehicles that are having significant spiritual impact like you and I have realized multifamily because when we buy a multifamily apartment complex it's a wealth building vehicle and yet it's also due to a place that we can have serious impact absolutely on people's lives and for the kingdom yep. of God. And so um, it's why we're so passionate about this idea of the mission of multifamily. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't say, I mean, all, everything you just said there, exactly why, why I've gotten so excited about over the past few years and, and why I've gone down the same path. So 
Um, Ellis, uh, tell us a little bit about, so like, what was your first deal? How, how'd you get started? What was your first deal? What was your second deal? You know, how'd you yeah, get Yeah, our first deal was the duplex. So I'll okay. tell you about that. Yep. And we had a family investor. We had no money, man. We were a full-time yeah. missionary. Right. Um, you know, I just got married. I mean, we were literally, we bought our, we bought our first duplex. I was eight months married. I told my wife laying in bed at 10 o'clock and I was like, Hey honey, I think we should move into this. Like it was not a good looking spot, man. And, uh, and she was like, Oh gosh, what have I gotten myself into? You know? And, and it yeah. took some, took some, rebuilding of trust let's just say that but it worked out amazing you know so it was a house you did like a house hack yeah we did a house okay hack, cool exactly. you moved and so into we, it, we created one hundred fifty thousand dollars in equity in the first wow. 11 months man more money we never made you know and yeah. um so that was huge and we've done a lot with that property it was a really good starter but the reason i share that first deal is because that was the point i realized i don't want to buy duplexes like we, we did everything. It was way too much. We were still a missionary at that time. I never, mm-hmm. I didn't think about transitioning at that point out of full-time vocational ministry. I just realized we cannot do this 10 more times a year. You know what I mean? We right. were trying to get to a certain level. We had goals at this point and it was like buying a duplex was not going to, was not going to scale. Yeah. Cause you can't so, always create 150,000 in equity every time. And what was your cash flow on that property? Like, I mean, just, it's not going to, yeah, exactly. Place, I mean, don't you know, we were doing well, a couple hundred, maybe a thousand bucks yeah. a month or something. But again, like that was it's a good personal plan for people, but it's not sure. a good big plan, right? Yeah, if you're trying to impact communities. Sure. Yeah. And so yeah, that's when we had again no idea what to do next. Just yeah. like, oh, this is not gonna work. And out of the blue, man, someone called me and um saw my profile in bigger pockets and said, Hey, have you ever heard about syndication? I said, Send a what? And, uh, and that, you know, we could actually pull together larger investors to do larger deals. And I just, first question was, is that legal? You know, like, is that, (laughs) is that okay? And, uh, so that's when I learned about what we do in syndication. And so nine months later, we found ourselves part of a syndication project. And really the way we were able to do that so fast is we leveraged the network that we already had. Um, cause we had been raising money for six years and, found ourselves on the GP side of a deal for having a strong network, being pretty decent at marketing, um, you know, and, and leverage my experience and my expertise with another partner who had experience and expertise and operations Mm -hmm. track record. And and it was awesome. And so that was the, that was the, I guess, probably when I realized we could probably do this full time, like we could probably this could probably be a business model for us. And so um, that was the real turning point. And so in 2019 is when we began to transition our, our ministry and our team for us to be able to leave. And it, that was took longer than probably expected, but we'd been here for six years and been building this ministry. And so in 2020, which is this year was been the launch of um, really a lot of things, you know, yeah. our, our investment team, our community, um, we're in the works of a fund. And so a lot of cool things have happened, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dig into that first deal just a little bit real quick, Alice. Um, so I think it was, um, I, maybe you just said it, but maybe I think, cause I was just listening to other podcasts you did, uh, this morning, but 144 units in, in Memphis. Yep. Is that right? And so you yep. partner with some, so you connected with somebody that was like the boots on the ground, like they were in that market. So they had, well, they, yes, yes. They had, they, they had that market? a lot of units in that market. Okay. Yep. So they, yeah, they were the, the experience there of, of that right. market and, and operations. Right. And then, so you came along and said, I can raise, I can raise the money for this deal. 
because I've got yeah. a network and I've been raising money. Okay. So yeah. you, you partner on the GP side, you guys, like, did you get a 50, 50 split or did you have less since it was more like their deal? Yeah, I mean, you know, typically they're carving you know, 50, 50 is probably not how you do it. And, and legally yeah. you can't, you know, you have to have a certain split too. So it wasn't quite 50, 50 because, you know, we weren't doing, I mean, again, they, they brought a lot to the table as well. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, I, I forget what the carve out was on something like that, but okay. yeah, I mean, it was agreed upon and we went to work and, and what was cool is man, like, you know, to build like a guy like that early on to trust a guy like me who really didn't, yeah. I'm like, Hey man, this, we got a network. I believe we can do it, you know? And, and, um, you know, it's guys like that, man. And that's why I love this industry is that there's been so many people along the journey, man, that I would just not be here without. And, yeah um seriously like i have no story without others who've who've helped me along the way like nobody gets there on their own and that's been the right. case for me too in that deal and so many others and even our community now like it's just so anyways that's i owe so much to guys like that who said hey i like i like you i love your vision i see what you're trying to do i want you to come and be a part of what we're doing and yeah man it's that's been cool. a great project so far for sure learned a ton and that really gave me the momentum to start doing this on our own. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, such a good point there, Ellis. That, you know, it, a lot of people say it's a, it's a team sport. Um, and I mean, you had obviously the, the vision, the determination, the hustle, but you didn't have anything else, really. Right? Like, you didn't have yeah. you didn't have money of your own, um, and you had nah. no experience. I mean, no. you know, the, the duplex, but that's not going to do much for you in the you know syndication space. Calling calling up a broker. Hey, I want to, I want to get an offer in on this 144. You know, I mean, you're not yep. the person they're going to listen to. You have and that's why I say, man, like, you know, the, the most important thing you can have in business and entre- is just relational equity is yeah. trust. Yeah. Um, dude, I still haven't like from a track record standpoint, from a experience standpoint, I still haven't accomplished that much. I'm not the most experienced guy. I have this, I'm laughing at this award because the guys that I beat are some of the best multifamily guys in the industry, you know? And so it's not like from a, track record standpoint i've done more than them this year but what i have done an exceptional job of is building relational trust with a lot of people that now look at me and trust me because they know what i'm about i do what i say and they're willing and and i and i stand for something right that most people are not willing to stand for and that's been that's been the biggest propeller for sure yeah Man, that's it's inspirational, and that's like I kind of mentioned before. I mean, I, I'm trying to do that myself. Um, yeah. Certainly not to, to your level, but let's dig into that a little bit, Alice, if you don't mind. Like, just you know, what has become kind of your brand and your niche, um, and you know, just how genuine and upfront you've been with who you are, and where some people may think that's going to hinder them in the business world, um, mm-hmm. and and you know, maybe keep them out of some deals and some mm-hmm. opportunities. Where I mean, it really seems like you've found it to be the opposite where you've, you know, yeah. been bold with your faith, um, you know, and, and following Christ. And that, that's really kind of opened some doors for you. And, yeah, and totally. you kind of this niche. <laughs> totally. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't set out and say, I'm going to be the Christian guy in multi-family world. Mm-hmm. I just was like, You're right. I, just I, you, you know, I just, I was, a, I'm a missionary. I was an I'm evangelist. Like I just was like, I'm and again, early on, man, I'm still trying to play this card of like, Hey, I still have this, full-time ministry job and I'm in the world of multifamily. And so interesting enough, man, I'll give you a great glimpse into this. I spoke at a conference a couple of months back, pretty big stage. And I was on a panel with a bunch of other guys and 
we were talking about brand and like three or four guys referred to me as the faith guy. Literally that's what they said. Yeah. Well, Ellis is the faith guy. And I'm like, I was kind of like, am I, you know, like, cool. Like, again, that's who, that's who you perceive me as. I don't, I've never branded myself as the faith guy, but that's who they see me as. And it really hit me. Like, this is who I am. Like, this is what people know me as. And as I begin to grow our investor base, the reason people want to work with me above other guys in our industry is because of my convictions and my values. And most people I get on the phone with say, Hey, I heard you on this podcast. I appreciate, like, I, I appreciate your, your, your boldness and, and your vision for what you're building. And honestly, for anybody's listening for you too, man, like when you try and break into an industry as saturated as this one is the world of syndication and multifamily, you do yeah. not have the best product right? You don't have the best track record because you just, right. you're just getting started. So what's going to differentiate you from everybody else when you get in front of people and say, come work with me? Mm-hmm. Well, what I know about people now, man, is people do not make decisions based on logic. They make decisions based on emotion. And so that is the way to differentiate yourself. I think in any industry, especially if you're trying to break into one that's oversaturated, yeah. you're probably not going to have the best product or the best service, right? Or any of those things, but you you can't like for me, I've differentiated myself and our brand and who we are and what we stand yep. for. And dude, that's been, yeah. I mean the, you know, even our community, like we've now built a mastermind community again, who am I a pastor with, you know, 18 months of real estate experience. Let's, let's say maybe a little more than that, but like really kind of in the weeds of things, 18 to 24 months. And now we lead probably one of the largest commercial real estate masterminds in the country. Again, what separated us? our pillar that man we are here to transform the industry for christ and if you want to be a part of that come on and people and, you know again people like and i think that. so many people man are are scared and it's not even about christianity but like i've talked to a lot of guys i'm just kind of helping them think through the brand right now is you don't have to take the stance of like for christ but what is the stance you're taking in the in the industry right now what are you standing for um because here's what this political climate has taught me Dude, you can't be in the middle anymore. Like in the sense of not in the sense of like a middle ground conservative liberal, but what I'm saying is those who are trying to be silent on what they stand for, you almost can't hide anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna get asked about what you stand for and what you believe in. And so it's probably better to do that up front because you're gonna attract those who want to work with you. And then you'll go ahead. And, and yes, here's the thing. And I, I don't think your brand is strong enough until you do this as well, until you repel those who you, who, who don't want to work. With. Sure. Yep. And until your brand's doing both of those, man, like I just don't think it's strong enough. Um, and yep. I don't mean in the sense of like people got to hate you, right? Like Donald Trump is attractive and repelling. People hate yep. Donald Trump. Yes. I don't want people to, I don't, you know, it's not that you have to go that far. Right. But I do think Donald Trump's a great example in that. Because his message is so polarizing, people are willing to die for that man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's very blunt. He's he's very yeah. He does not pull any punches. He comes out. I mean, that's what you're saying. He's not. And it, it seems like to me, I always said a lot of guys um, and girls, you know, that are, are trying to create a brand or are maybe kind of scared to to do what you're saying and like really stand for something and really put that like here's who I am because they're kind of like, well, I want to be whoever my investors want me to be. Right. Like, I, I don't know, dude, I don't know that's who I'm going to attract. So I'm just yeah. going to be whatever. Like, what do you guys want me to be? And what yeah. you're saying is, no, no, no. 
if you are you, if you come out and say, no, this is who I am, then yeah, maybe not everybody likes that, but some people actually really like that versus if you come out and say, well, I don't know who I am yet because I'm trying to figure out who you want me to be. Nope, almost nobody's attracted to that. You're not going to differentiate. Because you're searching, because you're switching, because you're trading off, right? And you can't sacrifice on that. And um, 100%. And, uh, you know, it's always like when I'm helping people think through kind of their branding and messaging, it's like, who are you, right? Who are you? Yeah. Who's, who's that called you? What are you passionate about? What's your gift strengths? And then who do you serve? Right. And then what do you do for them? So most people are saying, okay, well, I have, I'm a multifamily, but I'm a, my real estate is my product. So that's what I'm going to go do. Right. And then like, okay, I serve investors and you're not quite sure who those investors are, but you're going to go figure it out. And then based on who you've come to figure out those investors are, then determines who you are. It's completely backwards. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, it's how can you develop any type of clarity around what you're doing when you literally ask three questions the wrong way? And so, you know, a lot of folks probably based on who they are and who they want to serve might not even need to be in real estate. And so I think, I think it, it, it's a, it's so much more clarifying once you, once you ask those questions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to think through. I like those three things. Um, I'll, I'll put those in the show notes because it's a great exercise for everybody to go through. Like you say, regardless of what business you're in, um, yeah. but, but certainly if you're in real estate. Well, um, Ellis, real quick, um, how would you say real estate investing has, has positively or maybe negatively affected um, your, your family life? Uh, you know, relationship with, with your wife and if you have any kids or, or future kids and then um, your walk with Christ? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I I think in some ways is my wife and I have got on the same page and on the same team mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, but like even right now, we're selling this home we live in because we're, uh, you know, we're, we're scaling our portfolio and we're doing different things and I always tell my wife this, like, um, pay the price, like, let's pay the price now so that we can pay whatever price we want to later. And so in some ways, man, like it, it stretches us. Like there's yeah. yep. not gonna lie. There's some tension in our home right now because it's not as comfortable as what most, you know, 30 year old folks are doing. And they, you know, they have their nice three bedroom home or whatever it is. And, and it's just not really our vision. And so, um, you know, we're like, we're, we're, we're want to continue to build and grow. And so I think in some ways like it, it, it tests, it tests the marriage and it tests what are we really putting our trust in and our comfort in. And, um, you know, and so that, that's been one for sure. I don't know if you call that positive or negative, but, um, I, I like probably, to call it positive. I'm just laughing. Cause that, <laughs> that sounds exactly like my wife and I, I mean, definitely, yeah. you know, I, I could have, I'm a physical therapist and, I could do that and we could really have just kind of a nice steady life. And that's just, it's not what God's called me to. And yeah. um, so we have given up a lot of just comfort and just kind of having an easy life and the real estate stuff. I, you know, I, I think we're going to go to the heights that, you know, physical therapy can never take us and, and not just like the money, but like just the adventure um, and, and the impact we can have. And she's on board with that, but man, it's, it, it, yeah, it's not yeah. as comfortable. There's a lot more risks. Yeah. There's, there's sacrifice. I mean, I can show you what, like where we're living right now, man. And like people in San Diego would kill for this. Like we got the yard. We actually yeah. got another house over there and we're about to get rid of it all and go live in an apartment unit. And people were like, what, why are you doing all this? I'm like, because we're going to pay the price now. So we can pay whatever price we want to later. And people are like, that doesn't make, you know, what does that mean? I'm like, just watch, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is, you know, 
we've been incredibly blessed to have what we have it, you know, 30 years old, but, um, again, I see the bigger picture. I see what, what it can be and really what we're growing and building. And so, um, yeah, man, I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and again, like my walk with Christ, uh, this, you know, it's funny, like I was in a position in ministry where we were leading and, and, you know, you get to a place where like things are going well and feel like, okay, I'm, I'm pretty strong in my faith. Like, I feel like I know what I'm doing and I'm, I'm, I'm an example and I'm leading. Mm-hmm. And then we come into something like this where we don't, we don't know, really know anything about stewarding wealth. Yeah. Um, well, now we're leading a business, you know, and, and honestly, in some ways, man, it's like completely humiliating because I, like I have a podcast show where I interview people that are decades ahead of me and I'm sitting here asking them questions and very vulnerable. It's like, I just, cause I just don't know the answers. And so in some ways it's been incredibly sanctifying and feels like a, you know, you almost feel like you're starting over in your faith in a lot of ways. And in yeah. a lot of ways that it's as a Christian, we know that that's just part of the sanctifying process, but it does yeah. feel like, man, I'm just like, I'm a kid all over again. It makes you realize you're not as mature as you think you are. And that's why I kind of love the discomfort of trying new things. Cause it does help you realize how much more you have to grow. Yeah. Kind of how small you are and how big God's world yeah. is. Yeah, God, exactly. yeah, God's big and we're small. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. Else. Well, um, here, let's wrap it up uh, real quick. Um, do you have a, a favorite quote or a scripture that you live by? Um, well, I could there's a there's a lot of scriptures. I'll just show you the one on my phone right now, man. This is kind of keeps me motivated. And it says to achieve what you've never achieved before, you must start doing things you never thought about doing before. And, and that's yeah. something I, I continue to live by. And um, is really challenging to, to think about that. So that's a quote for you. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, what are, have you read any uh, good real estate related books recently? Anything you'd recommend? No, I stopped reading real estate books and started reading marketing books. And so okay. uh, Traffic Secrets is a great book that, I, that I'm hmm. on right now. I heard um, of Russell Brunson. He's the CEO of ClickFunnels. He's written kind of a trilogy of marketing books. And so that's his latest one and highly recommend it. Okay. Thanks for that recommendation. Any uh, faith slash family book relate book related uh, recommendations? Yeah, so I'm reading this book. It's called True Riches, and it's a, kind of a short style devotional about you know money and and stewardship of of money and kind of moving from you know like for right now, like my devotion this morning was from um, covet covetness covet yes. <laughs> from coveting. Covetness. Yes. <laughs> to contentment and so things like that man because i do like our business is growing things are growing and so it's really easy to start you know again putting yourself on this pop oh look what i'm doing or like finding your so in in some ways man i just want to like keep that side of me really sharp of like and i just and know i need other people speaking in my life about those things so books like that have been really helpful right that are challenging and sometimes i don't always agree with these books like most of these books are not written by entrepreneurs that's the problem. They're not written mm-hmm. by business owners. They're written by pastors or people who have a set salary. And so, you know, even when we buy multifamily stuff, we got to have a, we have to have a balance sheet to go buy a $10 million company. So, yeah. you know, like who's going to have the balance sheet to go buy these properties? Like those are the things that, but again, like it's the, it's the differing views that are still written by brothers or sisters in the Lord that, yeah. that I think we need and to keep us sharp. Absolutely. Um, those things are helpful. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, well, how, uh, maybe in the, the coming weeks, how might my listeners and I be uh, praying for you, Alice? Yeah. In, in your life? Well, 
Um, a lot, man. Like I said, we're, we're my family and I are about to move um, out of our home and into an apartment complex or co- mm-hmm. apartment unit. So that will be interesting here in San Diego. Um, you know, we are in do, doing a lot of things, man, to the end of the year. We're growing our community and we're in the works of a fund. And so a lot of things that maybe I don't quite see how it's going to take, how it's going to happen, but, you know, trusting that that it can. And so yeah. those are the things that, you know, that we're, we're praying for and putting our faith into. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll be praying right alongside you then. That's cool. Awesome, well, man. You know, you moving out of your house and moving to an apartment makes me think of Grant Cardone because he says nobody should own a home, right? He said everybody should rent. So, hey, he's, you know, yeah, you're following it. You're following his, his plan. There. Well, Grant Cardone doesn't, I don't think, because he's got Elena and she's, she's a little bit wild too. Is there's this thing called nesting that uh, women love to do. And so I'm, I'm learning that because me, you know, nesting, I don't even know what that means, but yeah. um it's real, man. It's real, especially, you know, it's like, you know, kids coming along. So yes. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, she's not talking about that, but I do, I do right. in, a, in a lot of ways agree with this premise. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand what he's saying, but yeah, we, I like, yeah. To my home. Um, well, anyway, uh, Ellis, you, you got a great uh, platform there. You got a great community. What, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Dude, one of the, one of the things that we're pushing, I'd love to get your audience. Same thing as our book. The, uh, it's called the mission of multifamily. And that uh, really yeah. is my journey. A lot of what we talked about, love to get everyone a free copy of that. Um, awesome. mission of multifamily.com is the page that they can go to mission of multifamily.com. So you can grab a free book. You'll get an email from me. Feel free to reach out to me via email. Um, once that happens and then I post a lot on LinkedIn. And so, um, follow me on LinkedIn is another great, great way we can, right. we can interact. Awesome. I'll definitely be doing that. I hope yeah. the listeners do too. Well, Alice, thanks so much for your time, man. You've been very generous, giving us um, a lot of great things to think about in the, you know, the world of business and, and real estate, multifamily specifically, but also, you know, and, and just um, following God's calling uh, for yeah. us in this life and, and taking big, bold action, uh, making some sacrifices, you know, and to really be stretched. I, you know, I don't think God wants us to live a life of comfort. doesn't mean you have to jump into real estate, but um, I think you can take that um, in many different directions, wherever God calls you to really allow him to stretch you and, um, you know, you, you and your wife and your family and, and um, do something bold, you know, go after it in this life. You only get to do it once. So, um, yeah, I hope you follow your footsteps in that way. Thank you, brother. Awesome, man. Well, let's keep in touch and uh, God bless you. Right. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review. And check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, 1 Timothy 6.17.